Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hello, Kingdom Influencing Nation. We're, We're back. back. Hey, this is... Uh... <laughs> oh, my wife makes me nervous when I'm on the screen with her. But I'm I'm here with my wife. Well, you know, you know how it is with your beautiful self. But anyway, <clears throat> anyway, Kingdom Force Nation, we want to welcome you back for another podcast, and uh, thank you again for tuning in again from all throughout the United States and throughout the world. We appreciate you, and thank God for your patronage. Thank God for you sharing this with your friends and families, and all whom you come in contact with, who you think would be blessed. When in, in the concluding conclusion of a series, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we got both a, drew got, a, got a blooper going on right here. <laughs> concluding oh, the series, the marriage marriage anniversary <laughs> series. This is part three, <clears throat> and I think you know you can get right to it because I think you had a question for me. I did, I did. <clears throat> so, my question is. What is the importance of a man as a covering in a marriage? What is the importance of a man as a covering in a marriage? Um, wow. Uh, there's there's a, a, a plethora of things that I could talk about, but I want to stick to probably five. Um, scripture talks about first natural, then spiritual. So I'll talk about the natural role of a father or a man as a covering in a marriage. Uh, he's a protector. He provides his spouse, his wife, with a sense of security. And he gives the entire family a sense of security when he's there, when he's uh, in the home, when he's actively engaged in promoting uh, the culture of that home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a security thing. So the first thing is protector. The second thing for the man is provider. Uh, and this is something that I have kind of pulled as legacy from my dad. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I always knew about my father is my father was going to provide. There was going to be a roof over our head. There was going to be clothes on our back. There was going to be food on the table. Um, we weren't going to be in the dark 
if it was at all possible. I, I do recall one time it was tight and uh, we didn't have, I think it was, we didn't have any heat. And, and I don't even know if that was a financial thing. As a matter of fact, I think it was a big ice storm. But the point of the matter was mm-hmm. he was prepared to put the logs in the fire, gather the entire family. Mm-hmm. He knew how to survive mm-hmm. in the midst of that calamity. Mm-hmm. So uh, being a provider, so food and other necessities. Then you go to the spiritual side of being a covering. Um, the husband is the prophet. He's the visionary for the family. Mm-hmm. He, you know, It's not that the wife didn't see anything or didn't help with anything, and I'm sure you'll talk about that later on. Mm-hmm. But he's primary visionary. Mm-hmm. He should be looking unto God, the author and finisher of his faith, and asking God mm-hmm. what he wants him to do as it relates to this family, mm-hmm. where we're going to live, you know, uh, how we're going to live. The, all of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, should really come from uh, the husband. And then he's the priest. He governs his house through the eyes of God. He mm-hmm. prays. He he fasts. Mm-hmm. He uh, consecrates the house, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he just, he's the spiritual, uh, if you will, uh, glue mm-hmm. in that family. And uh, it's just important. And, and that doesn't mean that the wife doesn't have any role because I think her role, your role in my life has been major because you shore up those things. You make mm-hmm. sure those things that I continue to, to walk in those roles, to foster those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also king. And people think that being a king means that he's bossing the wife around <laughs> and telling everybody what to do. But when I see a king... The king is responsible for making sure that the people within his village, his city, Mm -hmm. or his community, or his principality are well taken care of. Exactly. Which is a grave responsibility because he has to make sure that the water is running, that he has treaties with different nations so they're not being attacked all Mm -hmm. the time. He has to set up a system for getting taxes. And there's so many things that he's responsible for that makes him a servant to his people. Sure. And uh, so the, the the man essentially has as a covering is prophet, priest, king, provider, mm-hmm. and protector. Then the word covering itself, there's so many things that go on in a life of a family uh, over the course of 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And the man's understanding of covering is it expands mm-hmm. with the spiritual weather if you will mm-hmm. you know when there are things going on he has to be able to cover inclusively his wife his children mm-hmm. uh not only in prayer but encouraging words and mm-hmm. just being there for them right and uh so, it, it's not a place of perfection it's not easy i'm not going to sit up here and say that those things are easy but if he's covering properly he will naturally operate in those five gifts Again, prophet, priest, king in the spiritual realm, provider, protector in the mm-hmm. natural realm. And if he does that, uh, he has the, the foundation for mm-hmm. really having a successful marriage and a successful family. True. So would it be safe to say that in order for you to do all those things, God almost has to give you an aerial view? Yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you're, you know, just boots on ground, I mean, your view is limited. So it's almost God gives you the wisdom to see uh, from an aerial perspective sure. so you can cover mm-hmm. every aspect and do what the prophet priest and king needs to do for his family and i think that's critical because no man can do these things without god you know you may be to cover the natural things as provider and protector 
you know, you may have the biggest Glock on your block, but that's not all of what it means to be a protector. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's something that you have to spend time with God in order to become a priest. You have to spend time with God in order to have vision. Mm -hmm. You have to spend time with God in order to know what your kingdom needs. Exactly. You know, what the, what are the kingdom needs of your home? But I, I want to shift for a moment because we've talked about the man for a minute. I want to talk a little bit about the woman and the importance of her as helpmate. Mm-hmm. And um, really then, I, I think I'll, I'll tag on at the end, but mm-hmm. talk to me about the importance of a woman as a helpmate in the home. So the importance of a wife as helpmate in your marriage is number one, you are the revealer of the enemy. And what I mean by that is that as you sit and spend time with God in prayer, meditating on the scripture and sitting there long enough to hear God respond to your prayer request or to whatever he may want to download into you that you didn't necessarily pray about, then you should go and have a conversation, have some dialogue with your husband and share with him the strategies and the wisdom that God has shared with you. Sometimes men are big picture people and women are very detailed. So they see the big picture more like the end result. And we see the little teeny tiny steps you take to get to the end result. So you guys are more detailed than we are. Absolutely. And so because we're more detailed than men, then we sometimes get the download from God for the hiccups, if you will, the bumps in the road. The We take the lemons and we have become proficient in making lemonade. Um, for our homes, our husband, our children. And so because we are the revealer of the enemy, God will often download uh, into us and show us what's coming. And so thereby give us the strategy to thwart or offset the plans of the enemy so we won't be taken by total surprise or thrown completely or ejected out of the out of the side of the car if you will you know we will have the strategy to uh, be able to absorb it still give god praise and 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 keep going without missing a beat there will be no surprises and uh, uh the wife the helpmate we are nurturers by nature um, that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But for today, for time's sake, we are nurturers. You know, we are, we help develop, we help pull out, um, gifts, we help instill. So we're nurturers by nature and we take care of our households. We care for our husbands. We care for our children. We care for our homes. I mean, a good chapter to read is Proverbs, uh, 31, starting at verse 10 and the verses, uh, one through nine. King Lemuel's mother was explaining to him what type of woman you need to look for. What is marriage marriage material in a woman? And so from verses 10 to the end, it kind of lays out for us the type of woman that is worthy, the type of woman that a man should look for, the type of woman that God has ordained um, in a godly marriage. So that is the importance of a helpmate in a marital situation. And that's really interesting. You were talking about King Lemuel. Um, it's King Lemuel talking to David. His, mo- his mother. His mother. Yeah. Well, the mother talking to him. The mother talking mm-hmm. to King Lemuel. Um, it, it's important that a man marries in a way that uh, a friendship is developed and can be developed. But my thinking was, I, I guess getting straight to the point, my thinking was that in the same way that a man can marry his friend, a man can marry his enemy. Absolutely. If he does not look for these proper 
uh, roles, if you will, or, or these points of uh, uh, blessing yes. that are spoken about <clears throat> in Scripture, some of these things ought to be evident. I know some things that as humans we come into as we grow. As we mature. As we mature. Mm -hmm. But then there are things, uh, the basis or foundation for some of these things should be laid and we should be able to see those. Yeah, especially from a Christian woman perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't see any of these things in the woman you're thinking about uh, marrying or considering taking home to meet your mother, then you may want to think again because you should see at least one value that it talks in um, talks about in uh, Proverbs 31 verses 10 until the end of that chap chapter you should see at least one thing if you see nothing then you may want to rethink that okay okay that's a good point of um, reconsideration um, having a, a, a blueprint uh, helps definitively um, I, I want to slightly switch gears just slightly okay uh, still talking about marriage um, because that is indeed our our focus. But understanding the importance, uh, I guess, of the 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 psychology of marriage, and mm -hmm. so there's some things that you shared with me, and I, I think I don't know when you came into the revelation, but I know a few years ago, um, five, six, maybe eight years ago, mm -hmm. you started looking at. Um, introversion and extroversion as uh, part of the marital covenant and as part of some of the traps that we as married couples fall into. Mm -hmm. uh, love language is great, but also understanding the psychological makeup of your mate, mm -hmm. uh, whether they are an introvert, an extrovert, an ambivert, and I'm sure there's some other verbs. Well, there are different variations of the verbs. Okay. There's <laughs> so, only three, but there are different variations within those three. Within the three. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about um, what you would say uh, the importance of, of introversion and extroversion as an interface of the marital covenant, as a, you know, how, they, how it interacts with that marital covenant. Okay, so in a marital covenant, it interfaces due to the simple fact that God has hardwired us all. We all have our individual unique DNAs divinely put in us from the creation of putting us together in our mother's wombs. So with that being said, some of us are introverts. That means, you know, we're very quiet. We kind of reflect and we kind of retreat within to energize. Some of us are extroverts and we thrive on our outer world. We have to have that interaction, human interaction in order to re-energize and thrive. And then some of us are ambiverts, which in my opinion is the best of both worlds because you know how to retreat within and you know how to stay without. And you know how to kind of, you're a good balance of both. That's the best of both worlds to me. However, in a marital situation, um, if you, nor, God normally put opposites together. Let's just start with that. Very seldom does he put two people that are identical together because if you're identical 100%, clearly you're going to cancel each other out. So God usually puts opposites together. Now there's exception to every rule. So with that being said, if you're opposites, you kind of balance each other out in a marital situation. So let's take myself and my husband. He's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. 
So there are some arenas that we go into where he will kind of just be quiet and he's a great observer and I will kind of balance this out because I'll kind of, hey, how you doing? I'm Sharon. This is my husband, Derek, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, it's a good balance. And then in other arena arenas, he balance, balances me out because I'll kind of fall back. Even though I'm an extrovert, I do have my moments when I'm a great observer. And you, generally speaking, usually I'm observing 24 seven, 365. I may not say anything, but I see everything, I hear everything. So, you know, it's just the fact that if I miss something, he usually catches it and vice versa. And so in a marital situation, if your husband is an introvert, usually when an introvert has expended their energy, they're done. They have to go within, and all you introverts out there listening, you know what I'm saying is factual. You have to go, and you have to refuel, and you just, like, power down. So when you power down, your spouse has to recognize that and has to respect that in order to allow you to be at your best at all times. Um, so it, for introverts, we thrive on the outer world, so we don't have to go... Said, you mean for extroverts? I'm sorry, yes, for extroverts, thank you for the correction. We thrive on the outer world, so we don't have to go anywhere to retreat per se, to refuel and re-energize. We just need that constant human interaction or just to stay busy doing something. And we're we're okay for the most part. So, But in a marriage, you can be like two rams and bump heads if you do not understand just the basic 101 foundational um, introvert, extrovert, or ambivert personalities. It will cause great turbulence in your marriage. So for years with Derek, I didn't understand that because he's an introvert, you know, he'll give you all he has. And then when he runs out of energy, he's done. And he'll just disappear and kind of, you know, just kind of ease his way out. And he'll be in a whole another place, another room in the house. And so during the holidays, we would have a house full of people. And I'm up here, I miss hostess of the mostest. And I turn around, I'm like, where's my husband? He's just disappeared. And so I, I you know, I make a mad dash off to find him. Find, I will find him and I'm saying to myself, so why are you in here and we're all out here? And I never understood it. And so I would get very upset. However, that's when God began to show me and reveal to me about the different um, hard wires that he's put in people. Ambivert, introvert, extrovert. So I, I remember also um, there were moments of consternation in our marriage because when I came home, I was very... Uh, limited in my interface with you or my interaction with you um i basically wanted to go in the room and, and shut it down and you thought it was because of some odd hobbing argument something personal that i didn't want to deal with you but it wasn't i didn't want to deal with you it's exactly what you said i, I sh extended, extended all of my personal <laughs> energy or personal space for people for that day it's mm -hmm. like it's almost like we have an allotment of of, of time and, and space that we can be around people and then we automatically need to retreat we automatically need to pull back mm -hmm. so when i come home uh, and there's probably a lot of you wives who like to you know you want to talk to your husband now uh, he he ain't gonna be doing too much talking uh, men talk less than women as a whole and then you slap the introversion on it, and now he's can be Hermit the Frog, not Kermit, but Hermit the Frog, <laughs> uh, when he comes home, 
because he needs 30, 40, some men an hour to power down, be to themselves. And once he does that, he's able to respond adequately. Now, I don't know if that works also when I get up in the morning because I know when I get up in the it morning, does. I'm not a talker. I, it does. I need that that time. To wake and, up. And I think, <laughs> but now that you say it, I mm-hmm. think it's me fueling for the day. Could be, yeah. So when I get time for God in prayer and I get time to read my Bible and I'm able to pull away and kind of, you know, absorb the moment, if you will, you know, what are the expectations for mm-hmm. that particular day? Once I've done that, and my feet are solid in place, if you will, where God can order my steps, it's an easier for me to now talk to you mm-hmm. and deal with you and add things to the plate right. that weren't necessarily on my initial plate, mm-hmm. but because I'm covering mm-hmm. and I need to expand, mm-hmm. you know, these are some things that, you know, we call a honey-do list that you may want me to do, or it may be a time because you like to talk in the morning. Which makes sense, because if you're an extrovert, you can sleep <laughs> by yourself, you know, I mean, we in the same bed, but you know, sleep, and now it's time to, like, come alive, like, I'm up. okay, let's yeah, roll. Yeah, I wake up with energy, I'm ready to go, I wake up, and I'm ready to go, and my husband, on the other hand, he, he gradually wakes up, you know, some things have to fall in place, as he just stated, you know, he has to have his prayer time, he has to think about his day, and that's fine, but if you don't understand these things, you know, you guys can have constant, you know, consternation or turbulence in your marriage and you're trying to figure out what is wrong. And it's just a simple understanding of the differences in your personality. So if you haven't already figured it out, you need to take time to have a conversation between the two of you and find out, are you an extrovert, introvert? Go on, go online, do some research, you know. Um, I don't know all there is to know but I do know a lot but we don't have the time to go into all of that and even with extroversion introversion and ambiversion there are uh, uh, different um, derisions of am I saying derivatives right? derivatives thank you yeah, yeah deviation I couldn't think of the word different um, deviations of that personality type so you know I mean it's so diverse so many avenues to it and so I don't want to get into all that now because we don't have time that can be another podcast but it has helped me tremendously in dealing with people it has helped me in dealing with my husband my children it has helped me on so many platforms and so I encourage you I admonish you to you know do some research on it kind of learn about it a little bit for the sake of your marriages and for the sake of your family cohesion Well, you've been listening uh, to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you, honey, for coming on the show with me today. Thank you for your commentary. Your commentary has been uh, very uh, influential. I think it'll help uh, lots of people who are out there listening to us. Um, And I just appreciate your candor and and just being able to be uh, 100, as the young people say, but just open uh, to reflect on some of the points and periods in our marriage um, that were less than amenable, but uh, God has allowed us to overcome them and get to this place of 33 years and looking forward to 33 more years. But uh, I'd like you all to continue to share this. If you haven't shared this, I want to put a challenge out there for you to find five of your friends and share it. I mean, be intentional about this and share it with five people 
that either you've never shared it with or five people who you think might benefit from this. And uh, that would be a blessing because as believers, our modus operandi is to share the gospel. So share this. It'll help people in their marriage. And if their marriage is happy, they'll be able to share the gospel in a much more meaningful way with other people around them. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, And again, thank you for listening. Any closing comments, baby? Um, I just want to say thank you. I echo my husband. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I pray that we have said something that has been a blessing to you. And um, until next time. Have a blessed, supernatural week. We'll see you next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.